Welcome to A Brighter Day in the Neighborhood with your host, Angela Jones. Presented by Brighter Day Law, listen to the stories of the people who make Colorado Springs a great place to live and make our world better every day. We want to give back to those who give so much to us. Hi, it's Angela Jones with another Brighter Day in the Neighborhood. And today we have a very special guest, very special to me. It's my son, Dan Jones. He's with Prosperity Property Group here in Colorado Springs. Welcome, Dan. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. So as we had talked about a little bit earlier, we've decided to do this show to highlight people who are in helping professions Mm. that folks don't typically think of as helping professions. And what is Prosperity Property Group? We are just a real estate team here in the Springs. And what type of properties do you broker? Our primary focus is residential. But we all have military background, so I'm a vet. My team lead, Andrew Vos, he is a veteran as well. You specialize in serving military families? Yeah, so that's. I guess it's easier to connect with them in particular because of our military background. But that's one of the, I don't want to say that's the only thing we specialize in, but that's one of the areas we do specialize in, yeah. Well, and that's pretty important here in Colorado Springs. So you're not a native to Colorado Springs. No, no. no. <laughs> you can say Nashville, Tennessee, but Germany. Tell our listeners how it came to be that you were born in Germany. That connected to the military in any way? Yeah. So I guess what I'm more getting toward, Daniel, is that you were a military... Oh, brat. Brat. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Military brat. I'm certified military veteran in all sorts. So, yeah. Okay. So you were you grew up in the military and then you mm. joined the military. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yep. So what did you do in the military? I worked on helicopter engines so I could service any and all helicopters. So how did that translate or how's that transition gone from that type of work to doing what you do now? I guess I have a natural mindset or or fix towards mechanical fields. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to organize and compartmentalize things pretty pretty naturally and easily. So I just kind of apply the same ways of thinking. What do you mean by that? So I guess it's, you know, every part has a function and a purpose and it connects to another part and you know, so on and so forth. So I'm able to look at the whole picture, kind of break it down as it needs to be broken down, figure out how to maximize and make efficient the item space, whatever it is that we're looking at and just get it running at full capacity. So, And how does that apply to your work in real estate? Great question. So still kind of figuring that one out, but um, I can break that down on more of a personal level okay. by getting to know people and once I kind of figure out who they are and what's important to them, then I can, you know, direct them in the, you know, the, the ways that they have communicated to me is important. And then also at the same time, just understanding the entire process of whether it's buying or selling, you know, even to investing, being able to, you know, per the individual, make the process the most efficient and, and honestly painless. That's kind of my goal is to make sure everybody has a good experience and whatever, you know, buying or selling process that they're in. Do you find that that's particularly useful with your clients or military clients? Yeah, no, I I find that to be helpful with anybody. I guess for me in particular with buying or selling, it's a very cumbersome process. It's Mm -hmm. a very large purchase. Sometimes it's one of the only major purchases people make in their entire life. So it's a great way to serve people. And so trying to meet people where they're at and then 
help educate them to their fullest capacity so they can confidently make a decision on what's best for them. You know, that's kind of always been the goal. But tying in the whole mechanical breakdown, it's like seeing them, seeing that individual as a whole person and then, you know, helping fill in the gaps when needed. So what do you find most rewarding about doing, you know, real estate work? I mean, still still building that vision. Uh, I do think I'm a big believer of like generational wealth, mm-hmm. you know, like blessing your children's children. Mm-hmm. And so the thing that I do find valuable is, like I said, helping other people build their vision, kind of meeting them where they're at. And, you know, and like I have a, so it's like this, I have one client who we just closed on and we got tremendous, I would say tremendous, a phenomenal deal for them. Like they got $5,000 worth of equity. In this market? In a seller's market. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and we got a radon system paid for by the seller and we got the $500 home warranty from the seller and we got the carpets to be professionally clean by the seller. That <laughs> so, is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So that client in particular, they're towards, you know, the end of their years and they're like, Hey, this is it. You know? Mm-hmm. So we went through that whole process, broke things down. Um, and on the flip side, I have a younger couple right now. It's like their first time home buying, you know, ultimately their goal is to, you know, get a ranch property. Mm. Um, but it's like, we got to start them. Hey, here's where you're at now. And I've heard you say you want to do rental properties. Why don't we look at townhouses? Townhouses are always great rentals. Why don't we start there? Mm-hmm. Is that what you mean by meeting people where they're at? Yeah. So people always have expectations. And then expectation readjustment and management is definitely a huge thing of what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I mean meeting people where they're at is like actually hearing where they're coming from, understanding like them as a person, like literally getting to know them and being in like an actual real relationship with these people and that's the tough thing in real estate is a lot of times people turn it into a lot of top producers turn it into just sales traditional Mm -hmm. sales i can't function that way i never have it's just not this is not my nature there's two things i want to i want to talk with you about um based upon what we talked about so far one would be traditional sales versus what your viewpoint on sales is or yeah the cultural norm of Mm -hmm. sales okay that but i also want to get back to the generational wealth building so let's talk about the sales aspect first Mm -hmm. so why don't you sort of talk about your viewpoint on what sales is and so um doing a lot of learning at the moment and trying to you know i guess learn a new perspective on sales in particular I guess what I've always, or how I've always seen sales is like kind of the, you know, slick back hair. I mean, mm-hmm. you, I don't know if you know, statistically, like lawyers and realtors are like the least two appreciated professions in like the entire world. And lo and least behold, trusted. least trusted. <laughs> and lo and behold, here you and I are <laughs> doing it. I guess I don't, what I don't like about sales or what I've seen in sales is it's it's really about self. People mm-hmm. make it about themselves. About the salesperson. Yeah, the salesperson's like, mm-hmm. hey, let me just close this deal, get this deal done type right. type thing. And that I just, I don't think it's authentic. I don't think it's real, mm-hmm. you know, because how are you able to, like it, it, if we're called to serve, right? Jesus says to, you know, go serve, wash feet. Right. I'm not washing anybody's feet by getting a deal closed. You know, obviously we're human and we have point in times when we might slip into that. But at the end of the day, people are going to remember you and how, how things went mm-hmm. and you know, so it's more of a long-term perspective and it's like, Hey, how can I invest into this person? Right. Or like, you can even look at it as how do I shepherd this flock? Essentially. Right. I have, I'll be honest. I've had a handful of times when I've, my self has definitely 
taking the forefront of my my attention and not the other person well and let's touch on that so i think what i'm hearing you say is that in general when it comes to sales if the salesperson is in it because they're there for themselves either Mm -hmm. to make a buck or to make numbers or maybe even to get their self-esteem whatever um, from the transaction closing versus Mm -hmm. getting the transaction closed because it's in the best interest of their client it's their client's goal right right. Um, because obviously not closing the transaction when a client wants you to is not good either right i've always you know we've talked about before how sales is something we do for people you know connecting them with the things that they want right and need right. um so long as you know you actually know what they want and need you take the time mm-hmm. to get to know that exactly and right. make sure that that becomes you know your central focus we're speaking with dan jones today of prosperity properties group on brighter day in the neighborhood Dan, you had touched on earlier this idea of generational wealth. Yes. Why don't you explain a little bit more how what you do, you know, with real estate and otherwise, um, is is related to that. One of the things that you and I have talked about mm-hmm. a, a great deal is, you know, when you have a young couple coming to you, mm-hmm. like you said, right. you always introduce the idea even if they're first time home buyers of looking down the line when the right. home that they're buying might become an investment property sure. and you know making sure that they're staying you know within limits financial limits that make sense um, for a young couple or on the flip side if you're working with investors you know helping to connect them mm-hmm. with um, you know deals that right. um, have the appropriate return on investment and sure so I guess one way of answering this question, the best I can think of is there's a verse that says, without vision, people quickly perish. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important for every person. I think every person does have a vision, whether they're aware of you know that term in the front of their mind or not. Ultimately, it comes out, we don't have a ton, ton of time on this earth, and it's not always about us. We ha- mm-hmm. And we have to do the best we can with the time we're given and steward it well and try to multiply and I know that, you know, Bible says to blessed is a man who takes care of his children's children's children. Mm-hmm. So part of, I guess, my vision is like, with the time I have now, let me do the best I can to get as far as I can, you know, obviously within the Lord's timing on things. Mm-hmm. And then just to be, become established and in, in one in the Lord and and, in, and two here on earth is one with the Lord's vision, the vision that I've, I've asked for too. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not some... You know, I guess for me, it's definitely financial independence. You know, I, I personally don't care to be constrained to work because of finances. That's not something that I've ever liked. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, everybody kind of moves from their own perspective. Their own, they they kind of move forth from their own paradigm. And so even like this young couple I was telling you about, they like, mm-hmm. oh, we want to buy a couple acres and put a horse on it. So that's a vision that they have. Right. Kind of sort of I can I connect with those people because my vision is, hey, long term here, and it's like, okay, well, I'm doing this with my vision. Here's how I've done it. So let me see if this works also for you guys. Right. And then, I mean, even as real estate as a whole, it's, it's people don't realize it's tough, man. The good realtors serve. Right. They know how to serve. Obviously, they have to have boundaries mm-hmm. um, and, you know, behave in 
healthy ways for themselves, which is mm-hmm. healthy for their client. Yeah, well, I think it's interesting where you had sort of, you've mentioned, I think this is the same young couple that you had looked at helping them to potentially get into a townhome mm-hmm. as a building block to right. ultimately owning that acreage with horses. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And so do you have, um, you know, besides that, what you're able to offer them um, just in terms of advice, do you have other professionals you work with that are able to help, you know, people just starting out or like, you know, people who have long-term financial plans, um, you know, for retirement, winding down? Do, mm-hmm. you, do you have a network of those folks you work with as well? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I think my buddy, Adam, um, so I've been connected with him and talking strategies long-term, you know, compound interest, all that kind of stuff. That's all new to me anyways. Mm-hmm. We got those guys. I mean, I have credit repair people. It's, you know, just have a big network of people in general that I can just. What about it for people who maybe haven't bought homes before or who don't have ideal credit situations mm-hmm. or are there, you know, brokers or lenders or professionals mm-hmm. that you're connected with that can particularly help veterans? Absolutely. It all, it all starts off with a phone call. We can have a phone call, just kind of figure out where you're at. And then based on the individual situation, you know, I'll give them a couple of suggestions on, hey, we can, all right, you got you got a year, you want to buy, cool. Sounds like your credit needs a little bit of work. Let me go and connect you with one of my lenders. So I think it'd be a good fit or do these behaviors and so on and so forth. Like I've been working on building my credit up too. And, you know, so I implement strategies like pay your card off, the full statement off, not the full statement off, leave $10 on your account, mm-hmm. pay before the statement day, yeah, simple stuff like that. Just pay so it off each month. Pay it, Yeah, pay it off each month, recurring payments, just leave a small running balance. Thing. So I, I mean, I have enough knowledge to kind of get people going, but you know, definitely we'll connect them with somebody. So you really do get involved, you know, much, much beyond just the real estate transaction with folks. Yeah, I mean, it's almost, it's kind of turned into like almost like life advisement, mm. you know, to to an extent. You know, if people have a goal of buying X house. I have worked with a lot of first time home buyers, so there's a lot of coaching that I'll have to do mm-hmm. with that individual, and then um, to kind of get them established so they can take the next step, you know, comfortably, mm-hmm. so they're not stretching themselves too much. And even my clients are in a higher price bracket, helping them find the the house that they want emotions really do get in get I don't want to say get in the way but they're a heavy factor of everybody's purchase or their sale so just kind of being with them in that process and helping them say well I know that you know part of if not the American dream is home ownership and so home is where life happens for people for families and so I think it's uh you know connecting folks with a place that is comfortable, that they can afford, that they want, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's very, it's very important work. Right, right. And it sounds like you and your team take that seriously. Yeah, I mean, this kind of, it's like the only way to do it. It's tough, it, that really, that should be the primary focus. The mm-hmm. painful thing with the Colorado Springs market in particular mm. is, you know, there's lots of compromises that people have to make unless they, just depending on their situation, if somebody has to move in like the next 60 days, mm-hmm. you got to take what you can get. I mean, if you have time, then you know, obviously we can, you know, do a little customizing per the individual. Well, and I've heard several people um, who have talked about, you know, selling, but are hesitant to sell right mm-hmm. now because they don't know 
where or how to go about finding a different place? What what techniques can you offer those folks? One that I like is just connecting with a new build community. Mm. Um, and it also just depends on what that person's trying to do. Um, mm-hmm. If they're downsizing, I think that's a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem, the only problem is, is you know the inflation of houses right now. So you're buying a brand new house with a higher, at a higher price point, and you get less square footage, you know, due to inflation. Does that make sense? Right, absolutely. But they they are able to downsize into something brand new, mm-hmm. and they're able to transition out of their old home. So for you know people wanting to sell, that's what that's what I would suggest. You know, it's just let's find a new build community and then figure out which one you like. I think new builds are great. You get pick colors and models and lots and, you know, all sorts of stuff. And then you're in, you know, a freshly, you know, was it regentrified or built area? Yeah. So that's, mm-hmm. that's my personal preference is new build. Do you have a network of folks who um, you can, or resources you can connect people with mm-hmm. if they needed to rent or anything in the meantime? Because I would think even with a new build that there could be a lag between when a home sold and when you were able to actually move into the new build. Yeah, we do. We do have a, a network of rentals that we can connect them with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I haven't had to last person I had with a rental was a military mm-hmm. so they just got on on post housing mm. um you know but we have good relationships with property managers and you know if it's a temporary thing like bnb I have plenty of investors who can help cover down at a good rate for for people all right and i know that you touched on this and i wanted to get back to it i throughout our talk here today you've you know mentioned your faith and you know various principles that are that are grounded in your faith and i just um you know wanted to give you an opportunity to sort of talk about how that informs the work that you do i mean that's the foundation for everything i do that that is the standard you know christ is the standard period right so if there's areas in my life that don't reflect his character, nature, behavior, so on, then that's the direction I'm going to move. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say that gives me an advantage, and hopefully the listeners aren't had a bad experience with church people because church people are broke too. Mm-hmm. Um, but really getting to know the person of Jesus himself, um, mm-hmm. I think it's been eight years now. He's good. Eight years? Uh, I've been walking with him. Walking with him for eight years. He is good. Keeps getting better. I don't understand it, but I'm grateful for it. Well, I'm going to remind you of when you first started, you know, walking in your faith, and it was Mm -hmm. around age five. You Mm. went to a boys' camp Mm -hmm. between, well, you might have been almost six, but it was between kindergarten and first grade. Nice. And you came home and, you know, basically preached to me the good news. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, you were very adamant um, that I needed to repent and follow (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Well, so this is this is a seed that was planted some time ago, son. Yeah, I guess it's how you 
deliver the message is the important part sometimes too. I can I can just say that I'm I'm extraordinarily proud mm. of the individual who you are and I'm very pleased that you had the time to share with me here today. And yeah. um can I ask before we um sign off here, how is it that folks can get a hold of you? Um, mm. If they're interested in, you know, exploring maybe whether they can list their house or if they're interested in, you know, buying um, a home or, you know, looking into investment properties. Just give me a call at 719-308-6055. Do you have an email address if they need to shoot you an email? Yes, it is daniel.jones at exprealty.com. Well, thank you very much, Daniel. You're listening to A Brighter Day in the Neighborhood with Angela Jones, hosted by Brighter Day Law. Look who just stopped in. I think we're going to shift gears here for a minute um, and introduce Ryan Jones, uh, the Managing Director of Brighter Day Realty. How are you today, Ryan? Doing very well. Thank you for having me. Yeah. We've been visiting with Daniel Jones of Prosperity Property Group, which is a part, an arm of Brighter Day Realty, right? Right. And um, I think I shared with our guests earlier that Daniel is my son. And, you know, of course, I'm Angela Jones, and that's Daniel Jones, and you're Ryan Jones. So why don't you introduce who you are in the connection here for our listeners? Well, I am related to you because I'm your spouse. (laughs) Um, You're that military connection. I am the military connection. I'm Daniel's father as well. I retired out of the military here after almost 30 years of active duty in Colorado Springs. We formed an investment company as a kind of a transitionary type business uh, that did Airbnb hosting and does real estate investment. And now I uh, work for a government contractor, still supporting you know government operations overseas. But that's just my way that I've been able to continue to serve uh, outside the community. But inside the community, I think uh, the service for me looks like supporting you and your dream behind Brighter Day Law, making things happen when it comes to, you know, setting up a new law office, setting up furniture, (laughs) setting up this radio show, just doing a lot of behind the scenes coordination to make you successful. Uh, So is that kind of what you like? I mean, when we think about military service, we're thinking about heroes. To me, you know, when you talk about, you know, those kind of like military spouses often serve in that sort of unsung hero or behind the scenes hero um, capacity and what you're describing and certainly it's been my observation and 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 pleasure to enjoy um as as we have kind of changed the way that our you know family is set up is is for you to step into that kind of behind the scenes or capacity because we wouldn't be able to do the things that we do um without that type of help but how has that been for you just in terms of long-term military member you joined the military when you were 17 years old right and just that idea of having gone from the guy in the uniform who goes oftentimes to the front of the line because of the uniform um, to being, you know, someone who's really unseen in many ways. Well, I think um, in a couple of respects, you know, while yes, we might be going to the front of the line as a military member, Mm. uh, we're not there to gain any accolades. We're still there just to serve and do our part. Mm -hmm. Some people are in front as leaders a lot of times you you have to be in support of leaders and you you learn that 
in your training, uh, you have to be a good follower first mm-hmm. before you become a leader. And I've had many, many leadership positions, but um, at this point, you know, as as you have been the follower or the supporter mm-hmm. of a military spouse, as I look to transition out of the military and then find ways to still serve but also support you mm-hmm. uh, as now the business leader for the family, mm-hmm. um, that this is it's been an important it's been important to me. Mm. to be able to be behind you, lifting you up, supporting you like you did for so many years for me as I was, you know, the the primary breadwinner or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. as a military member. Uh, the, the, the military spouse is, is an undersung hero, and it's been absolutely uh, my pleasure to see the roles reversed and to see you step into that leadership role now with business, with Brighter Day Law, and uh, just be behind the scenes and support uh, support you and your your goals and your team. So right. I, it's, I'm I'm thankful for that. So in terms of Brighter Days mission, the way that we serve families and help them walk, you know, through dark times toward a brighter future. What part of that really resonates for you? Both the dark times and the and the brighter future. <laughs> okay. You know, you and I have been married almost 25 years, mm-hmm. so we've had a few dark times. Yeah, uh, true. we've had you know a couple times where it looked like we were going to need uh, uh, divorce attorneys, and mm-hmm. uh, fortunately for some good counsel mm-hmm. uh, and some faith, we were able to make the personal adjustments and commitments to Mm. support each other, to make decisions that put the other person first and not try to control the other person. And that's given us kind of that brighter brighter day and brighter way ahead for Mm -hmm. our family and how how we have transitioned over the, the last few years, you know, in one direction now shifting in another direction with the law firm. Right. Yeah, and I think um, you bringing up that point, which I'm a little surprised you did, but I'm glad you did. I think that's that's really great, and um, I think that's really helpful um, to our listeners is that what I've taken from all of that is that circumstances are what are what they are and um, we have to determine how we're going to navigate those circumstances and one of the things that's been the most helpful to me especially over the course of 25 years or when you get caught up in a trajectory like with a military that like what a military career can do for folks for the individuals for the family as a whole is to continually take ownership for the choices that you make. You always have a choice whether to go or stay. You always have a choice um, how you're going to respond to somebody else, like regardless of how they're acting. I mean, you know, I think we, we talk about sometimes that what you do is not about me and what I do is not about you. It's right. about us respectively. And really having cultivated that respect over the course of time um, and respect for our children, Absolutely. even as they've gotten older. Um, it was funny, and you know, you know, Danny was kind of on the way out of here when you were coming in. Right. And it's interesting, you know, working in a business capacity, you know, with a a grown man sure. who is also our child. Correct. So, and you know, how has that experience been for you? Um, it's been well. Obviously, business, business, and business ventures are new to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning. I have a different skill set than Daniel does. Daniel has a different skill set and has different certifications and qualifications as mm-hmm. a real estate agent than mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, 
uh, have learned from you as well uh, because you have business ideas and we both figure out how to do things together so it's it's been a unique situation whereas you know i know a lot of families work on businesses together mm-hmm. but it's it's been a unique situation for us to move into a real estate investment business where i'm not a realtor mm-hmm. but i'm you know in airbnb management um your real estate investment and he he's the realtor so i'm not always sure if i'm giving him the right direction mm-hmm. uh and it relying on his his expertise and his skill sets i think a couple of the other things that you know we we've talked about and you were talking about you have a choice i think but we also have choices to make commitments we mm-hmm. also have choices over what attitude we bring That's to right. the situation and what our mindset is going mm-hmm. forward um, you know, yeah, those are those are those are really particular choices that you have to you know be aware of and and just be willing to make uh, those choices uh, because your your attitude and your mindset will make the difference in in the outcome of a situation. Well, Ryan, I want to thank you for popping in. I know I kind of snagged you and put you on the spot. <laughs> You're used to it, right? I am. <laughs> so um, you've been um, listening to A Brighter Day in the Neighborhood with Angela Jones, sponsored by Brighter Day Law, and our guest for today, Ryan Jones. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you for having me. Brighter Day Law are an experienced and qualified team of divorce and family law attorneys. Their aim is to help you get through that emotional and challenging time of divorce and other family disputes. The mission of Brighter Day Law is to compassionately help families resolve their disputes with personalized legal representation while keeping the best interest of the entire family at heart. Their attorneys handle all kinds of family law cases, including child custody, divorce, high asset divorce, mediation, and alimony. Brighter Day Law, compassionate counsel in dark and stressful times, 225-4493 or at brighterdaylaw.com. This has been A Brighter Day in the Neighborhood, presented by Brighter Day Law. Heard every Sunday at 11 a.m. on KPPF, 98.5 FM, 1040 AM, and 95.7 FM. Listen to the companion podcast on Podbean.